You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child. See a glass half empty, but are optimists see a glass half full. Are we locked into regressive mentality by change unseen? If you try to fail and then succeed, which have you done? Do you ask enough questions or do you settle for what you know? The only questions that really matter are the ones you ask yourself. Welcome to Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there. We have a very special guest on with us this morning, Six the Goddess, for our discussion question, are strong black women allowed to express their femininity? Uh, but Amber, if you will, say hello to our guest, hello to the truth seekers, and we'll get her introduced to the audience out there. Thank you, uh, Amber, for being with me this morning. Good morning, truth seekers. I'm chiming in from a cool, crisp, sunny Atlanta, Georgia. Good morning, Montoya. Good morning, Queen. And without further ado, uh, Six the Goddess, you don't know this, but I've been eyeing you for a show for a long time, a long time follower. I'm glad to have you on this morning. If you will, Queen, say hello to the Truth Seekers. And if you will, just give them a, a little bit of your background, especially in reference to uh, today's show, as you are author of a book very relevant to, the, to today's discussion. So we'll definitely be talking about that. But again, thank you for being on with us, Queen. Uh, and again, just say hello and tell the Truth Seekers a little bit about yourself. Yes, good morning. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, thank you both for having me. I appreciate uh, you having me here in your space. Um, my name is Six Goddess. I reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a Florida girl. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I've been here in Atlanta for about the past year now. Um, I would describe myself as an influencer of femininity. So basically uh, what I do is through the power of representation, uh, through the power of um, just reflections in our images and ourselves as black women. Um, I try to influence, use my femininity to influence and enact growth change within black women 
um, use my own knowledge and experience to help assist other sisters in ascending and reclaiming their femininity. Uh, and I'm just about all around embracing womanhood, embracing what makes us women as opposed to, you know, fighting against it and just to encourage healthy relationships between us as black men and women and just us as black women holding each other accountable and learning from each other to make ourselves the best versions of what we can be. So that's what I would describe myself as, a an influencer. Of- hey, I love it. And that you are. Again, I've been following you uh, for quite some time now and, and definitely have come to admire, um, in a sense, kind of how you navigate that. And I think it's, it's I think, to be honest, I think it's very unique, um, in a sense, I, I call us the hip-hop generation, so things are a little different uh, for our generation. But I think you figured, in my opinion, a nice balance. But as always, we're going to talk about um, our discussion question on all levels. Uh, we try to bring all angles. Any listeners out there, we'll let y'all get some of your calls in as well. Um, this morning's discussion mm-hmm. question, again, is are strong black women allowed to express their femininity? Um, Amber, I'll start out with you because you know our little routine for the start of our show, which is a very simple um, start. And that's the first thought that you had when you first saw the question worded in that manner. So not the deeper, longer thought, but just the initial thought when you saw are strong black women allowed to express their femininity, what came to mind? Uh, so I'll just start by saying the uh, when I first saw the title, uh, you know, I just happened to listen to Cardi B's WAP for the first time. And I thought to myself, whoa, that's a level of femininity that I have not embraced in public. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a a thought-provoking topic for me uh, as a woman. So those are my first thoughts, with some assistance from Cardi, of course. Wow, I can't believe you just now hearing that song. You you missed that wave. Uh, I, mean, I know you ain't. I know you don't I, hang out on social no. media a whole lot, but I don't know how you missed that wave. Well, because I when when there's a lot of hype, I tend to veer away from it. You know, because yeah, you know I want to create my own perspective without the hype. So I listen to the radio clean version numerous times, not knowing that's what I was listening to. But then when I tuned into Taito and I heard the raw version, I was like, whoa, I blushed a little. So, you know, it is femininity at its uh, rarest form, purest form. Um, we, there's many levels to the word femininity. So, you know, I respect it. I could dig it. I could dig it. And six to God, we'll do that. We have a, a break we'll be going to here in a second. But, again, the initial question is always um, the first thought, because I know I reached out to you, and I think I had it worded one way, and then by the time I said, hey, come on the show, I changed the wording, if you will. So if you can recall, what did you think when you saw I had changed the wording? What was your first thought, if you can remember that thought? Uh, are you talking about when you changed the um, wording to the title itself. Uh, yeah, the, the particular title. Yep, I changed the title on you, and I know I sent it to you, and it was probably a little different than what you had expected. So, can you recall maybe what you thought when you first saw that slight change? Are you so you're talking about when it said, "Are strong black women able to be feminine or allowed to be feminine?" 
Are you referring yeah, to that just, title? Yeah, just, yeah yes, yes, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that, that title. Just asking your your initial thought when you saw the ver- the the way the question was worded. We just kind of always start the show with that. What's the initial thought when people hear the, hear the question? If that makes sense. Okay. Um, well, my initial thought was um, it was kind of cringy for me because, mm-hmm. uh, truthfully, I despise the term strong black woman. I hate it. <laughs> I have nightmares about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes me break out in a rash. Um, you never hear, you don't hear a strong Asian woman. You don't hear strong white woman. You know, you never hear a strong Hispanic woman. Strong black woman just flows off the tongue. It's become way too common. I think we've become desensitized to it. I don't see any pride in being a strong black woman. I don't feel like women measure themselves uh, by their strengths. I think we are actually measured by our vulnerability and the opposite of strength, which is softness. Um, I think that, you know, we, I guess you could call it a strength mentally, um, but even calling it a mental strength, I don't necessarily like because it's more of a mental, uh, an intellectual gift that we're given from the Most High. So my first thought was cringe, strong black woman, no, let's stop even using that in a sentence. Like let's stop making that such a normal, you know, kind of uh, like a, a normal cliche. I'm, I'm, it kind of makes right. me sad that it is a and it's so common. So that was my, my first thought was like, uh, strong black woman I, I don't like. <laughs> no, I fair thought, fair thought. And I and I definitely wanna uh, you know, get into the um get into in a sense why that term is used as you're mentioned, you know, as you're mentioning right. as well. So to be honest with you, right. it's not something that you know, to be very honest with you, it's not something that we find favorable here, but in the in right. the idea of knowing that there are, you know, in a sense queens in our community who who embrace it maybe not understanding that it, again there's nothing beautiful about it but in the sense of you know embracing it and maybe considering you know why it's used and what that looks like you know maybe we can have that dialogue but we are up against our first break when we come back uh we will get hot and heavy into this morning's discussion question are strong black women allowed to express their femininity we'll be right back well all i ask is that you think My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? 
BigSisMediaGroup.com 404-465-4348 Again, that's BigSisMediaGroup.com Call them at 404-465-4348 Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page, our special guest is Six the Goddess for this morning's discussion question. Are strong black women allowed to express uh, their femininity? Matter of fact, we'll kind of continue uh, along that line. Um, you know, that word makes you cringe. Any thoughts, Amber, when you hear, in a sense, I guess, Six say that, you know, the concept of strong black woman uh, makes her cringe. We've we've done shows in the past, particularly about, in a sense, again, as I said before the break, why that's used. But I'm interested in hearing your thoughts, um, you know, about about even that aspect it, before we even move into expressing their femininity, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can definitely but. Uh, that particular perspective, um, you know, and it even, you know, when she, when you emphasize um, six that, you know, you never hear the phrase strong Asian woman or strong white woman or anything like that. So why do we need that particular adjective to describe, um, you know, black women? And perhaps it has to do with you know, the struggles that we do face, um, you know, in our community. Um, the reason why we do use or hear that adjective describing uh, black women. So I definitely respect that perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I would say this and six, you know, just, j- you know, please jump in on this. But as a younger brother, when I was younger, um, I I ran around thinking it was a good thing to say, you know, as well, and saying, you know, even even calling my own, you know, single mother a strong black woman and things of that nature because I'd heard it so much. But as I've gotten older and real, in in my opinion, realized how it is misused and it kind of, in a sense, sets up. Um, our sisters to, in, in a sense, move away from the very femininity that I think you that you speak of, and why it, why it rubs you the wrong way. Um, you know, again, so that's something I had to grow into. But as a young man, I thought it was a good thing to say. I don't think I feel that way at, at all now. But go ahead, Queen. Mhm. Six? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, I was just, Kelly, you know, just kind of saying to you as a young man, I thought it was a good thing, but like yourself, I don't, you know, in a sense, see that as a good thing. And I think it, you know, moves our our queens away from femininity, in my opinion, but I'm I'm pretty sure you can speak to that better than I can. Oh, so you're asking, like, I'm sorry. Just your thoughts on, just your thoughts, just your thoughts, just your thoughts on, you know, the idea of, I thought as a young man, I thought it was a good thing, but I no longer think it's a good thing either. I was kind of agreeing with you, but I just wanted you to, you know, in a sense, address it uh, from the standpoint of, I personally think it moves us away, moves our sisters away from femininity. But again, that's my perspective as a man. I'm wondering your perspective about that. Okay. Yeah. um, I think it kind of is a conditioning for us. Um, and you're right, it does start from a young age, and little boys and little girls are taught to admire strength in women. And so 
you know, whatever a child is kind of groomed to believe up until age around 13, it pretty much sticks with them permanently unless there is a serious deprogramming. So that's why even as adults, we still are, it doesn't, it's, we're not sensitive to the overly independent or overexertion of strength that black women, that we as black women can exude, not by choice, but most of the time by force. Um, I do feel like as a feminine woman, we have to exercise our true power in our femininity, which is our power to influence change. And so my goal now is I'm sure we all can agree and understand that we have definitely been groomed and conditioned to normalize um, unhealthy levels of strength in black women. Uh, I think we definitely have been conditioned to, it becomes a competition in black women and how much you can endure while still appearing to be okay. You know, and we applaud black women like, look at you still looking good, even though you've been abandoned and abused. And then before you know it, it becomes a competition in a woman of who can fake be okay the best. And <laughs> then it makes women afraid to be honest about how they feel. Then it makes women, if everyone's looking at you like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. You look so good and you're so strong. Well, the last thing you want to do when people are looking at you, sometimes that's the only adoration black women get is the adoration for it. Look at how much you've been neglected and let down, but you're still making it. So then that's what black women be- become in competition to do is, to again, who can fake be the best? Who can fake live in unhealthy, unnatural, dysfunctional ways the best? Who can live without a man the best? We literally congratulate black women on how well they can do without a man, which we need. So at some point, we as black women have to exercise our power and say it's time to influence change. We are not going to sit and no longer be smiling, accepting a sticker for how much imbalance we can live through. And so we have to put our foot down in a way and say, you know what, yeah, this is how we've been conditioned, but we're in the age of information. Some time ago, messages took time to relay. They had to pretty much be relayed mouth to mouth. Now we have the power of technology, the Internet. We have ways to communicate in the masses so that we can say, okay, guys, you know, and have a meeting and say, this is not it. This is not how it's supposed to be. We have to go back to the drawing board, recalibrate, and kind of reclaim a healthy feminine balance in our lives. So at some point, we have to say, okay, we get it. This is how we've been conditioned, but now it's time to move forward and change that. So that's where I'm at now. I think we all understand it by now. Now it's time to put it into action. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, Amber, any thoughts um, based on what Six had to say? Uh, I, I, I That resonates with me when you say the strength piece comes in when we describe black women as how much um, they can endure, you know. Um, so definitely mm-hmm. that that's a good point for sure um, because I think that's where we in our community, we come up with that phrase, strong black woman, is because we've had to endure so much. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think as as Six is saying, 
because it still is thrown out there and continues, it, it unfortunately still is part of the expectation uh, to a certain extent. And then growing up, for me personally, growing up in the South, um, I can remember, you know, I'll say now, again, thinking it was a good thing when I was younger, but now I will say, unfortunately, even still seeing women in certain families now where because that is like as as you said, six sometimes it's the it's the only applaud, the only sticker as you call it, I like that reference. Um but since it's the only sticker, I've seen and like I say, still see it to a certain extent, um in even where I'm from in South Carolina where some women will not share with their rest of their family what they're going through because they're the one that's, you know, meant to hold one another up and things of that nature. Or I remember one of my members of the Men's Dollar Community Club, you know, even in everything that she does because she has her own business or whatever, and it just becomes this huge toll. And 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 if we could talk about this, if you will, um, Six, is in taking on that toll, the process of it, again, to a certain extent, moving women away from their femininity. So, one, they've embraced it, but I don't think people necessarily understand because, again, if I embrace it, then don't 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 you, to a certain extent, become unaware of how it is not easy to um, express this feminine power, as you call it, if you've embraced that, that trope versus what's nat- you know, I would say what's natural to you as a woman, but, you know, but I don't want to mischaracterize it, me as a man speaking to us. So I'll let you speak to that queen. Mm-hmm. Six, did you hear me? I don't know if you're hearing me clearly. I was just saying, um, don't when women embrace that aspect, does it make it more difficult to express your femininity in your opinion? Are you saying like our comfort in expressing our femininity? I, I, I just I'm just simply asking: Is it more difficult if a woman is kind of embraced that be strong trope? What's your opinion yeah. about her ability to express her femininity if she's embraced, the, you know, this this statement, if you will? Well, um, it can be. It could be scary because if that's the expectation that people have from you, sometimes when people see a black woman um, kind of moving and acting in her femininity, it comes off as disingenuine to them or they're not, it's not taken seriously. You can have a black woman that may be genuinely afraid, genuinely scared in a moment and have moments of vulnerability and society will kind of treat her like, what's wrong with you? You'll be all right, just like the rest of them. You know, it's, it's difficult because, one of the worst feelings as a woman is to express emotion or vulnerability and have it be disregarded. And so when you are constantly seeing examples of other women's, other women that look like you and their femininity being disregarded, it doesn't make you want to do it. And that's why I say, you know, embracing your femininity as a black woman is the real strength because it is scary. And it does require you to kind of validate that within yourself and know in yourself that you have that right to be that, regardless if people treat you like, you know, you'll be all right, regardless if they say, I hate when black when people tell black women, you'll be okay. How do you know? What if she won't be okay? You assume she'll be okay because that's what black women have done. They sit and act like that's how much women will be dying inside and act like they're okay so that they don't make other mm-hmm. people uncomfortable. 
you know? So right. that's what happens. That's why it can be hard to express your femininity, again, because you're afraid it won't be taken seriously. And then, again, you don't want to let other people down or make other people uncomfortable with seeing you express your femininity and be honest about your womanhood and your emotions out loud. Yeah, that sounds tough. Um, and real briefly, um, just even what Amber mentioned, I want to kind of bring it to the table because um, because it obviously was a big thing a few couple of months ago when the in a sense the WAP song came out and she said, "Hey, that's some form of, of femininity, if you will." And in a sense, Cardi B and Megan, to a certain extent, I saw them get a lot of backlash. Uh, in a sense, with that song coming out on the airways. Um, just real quick, your thoughts on. Oh, that as some example of expressing femininity. I definitely see it as more of a expressing sexuality type thing, but uh, do you see that as, on some level as an, an expression of femininity? And does that backlash, in your opinion, uh, is that an example of, a, in your opinion, a woman not being able to express her femininity uh, from your perspective? Um, well, I do really think that sexual expression is a big part of our femininity, you know, romance. And however, um, another part of our femininity is being a representative. So if you're doing something that you would not want, if you're doing something publicly, now I believe sometimes it's not what you do, it's how you do it. So when we talk about kind of promoting or broadcasting certain things, I do understand everyone has their own private intimate lives. Everyone has their own vices, and I understand that. But there's a difference sometimes between what we do and what we promote. So a big part of our femininity is being an example to, um, to young girls. So if you are openly promoting or doing something that you would not be okay with your six-year-old daughter doing, then you probably shouldn't do it. So I feel like I can kind of understand where someone would come from to say um, the example of femininity. And, you know, the song is about being sexually pleasing to the man, which is perfectly fine. Um, however, there's a certain responsibility that you have in your femininity to, if you're going to openly promote it, it has to be okay. Well, it's something that you would be okay with, again, your six-year-old daughter seeing. And so that was kind of my only problem with it is my issue wasn't necessarily in the message. It was just in the, the, the way it was promoted in a way. No, I respect that. And I'll say that, again, as a big hip-hop head, um, I, I remember when that song, for example, um, living in Atlanta since 03 or whatever, and used to come down here. I'm from, originally from South Carolina. So I remember when that song absolutely would have been the number one song inside the strip club, but it would have never made the radio. Uh, as a, I can say that I prefer it being that way if that makes sense like you said getting into the public at this you know public ways and i'm not and that's not even an indictment of the artists themselves because there's obviously a lot behind why that song in a sense is number one and you know and i'm not going to put that responsibility specifically on the artist because again there's a lot behind it when it comes to this music game uh but i will say as a man and i saw other men in a sense who were you know in a sense some men, not all, some loved it and some backlashed against it. But even men expressing that they didn't like that in public, um, often we're, in a sense, pushed, is pushed back on saying we're trying to control 
control women. Um, Amber, I know you had dropped off, so as you're kind of hearing us talk about, again, this, this show topic and you listening to uh, WAP, we're just kind of addressing that. Any thoughts about, you know, what I had to say or if, I hope you caught what most of um, six had to say? It was a little bit sketchy. I do apologize. Um, so I'm, I'm fully uh, listening now. I'm I'm back on the line, but I, I didn't catch everything. Okay, so uh, this, you, uh, did you, were you able to catch what I said? Again, I'm just kind of asking, um, again, there are definitely those men who say, hey, this should not be pu- promoted publicly. And I just saw unfortunate, what I consider, which happens quite often, an unfortunate back and forth between some black men and some black women, even about that song. And some women took it as men trying to be controlling of that femininity. So when we asked this question this morning, you know, are black women allowed to express their femininity, I think some would take men saying that shouldn't be out or cause public airways as another example of not allowing women to express their femininity. At least that's what I've seen, think I saw in the back and forth. So any thoughts about that? Song where you were referencing? The what? The song. I'm sorry. The, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I get that. Um, you know, and so the question that I would have is, you know, how are you defining, you know, femininity? Like, what is the, what is the definition? What do you see it as? Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's a question that would have to be answered because men can talk about, you know, everything that is mentioned in the song and it's okay. Um, but for for women to do it, it's like no, be quiet, don't do that, don't say that. You know, um, that's just how things have have gone. Well, we actually Why? up against the breaks. So, <laughs> we up against the breaks, but six, I'm definitely interested in part of your response. Uh, um, to that, and I'm actually going to play a cut. So for anybody out there listening, we are not a politically correct show, so uh, we're going to hear a little Cheryl Underwood, so you're going to hear some words some of you may not care for, uh, but again, we're not a politically correct show. Um, it's just a kind of a funny take on on this concept that um, Six, you offered the idea of, you just kind of mentioned it briefly, you said this idea of, of, of our queens needing a man. And so Cheryl's starting to address uh, um, that dynamic, which I think is a part of this discussion. So uh, we'll continue this discussion right after this cut. But if both of you will listen and give me your take on it, and we'll open up the phone lines for the callers that are out there. We'll open up the phone lines coming out of this break. We'll be right back. Listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. A man don't make you the woman that you are. You make you the woman that you are. Don't wait on a man to ask you out to dinner. Take yourself out to dinner. Put your little coins together, rent a limousine, and take yourself to the best restaurant in town. Because if you don't like your company, who the fuck else going to like being with you? Know this. Women like what they hear. Men like what they see. So fix yourself up. Why? Because when you look good... You feel good. And when you feel good, you got a strong self-esteem. When you look bad, your head be all down, and you'll talk to any motherfucker that walk up on you. Because that's what you feel you deserve. But when you look good, you can hold your head up high, and when an ignorant motherfucker walk up on you, you'll be like, go on with that bullshit. I look too good to be with your ignorant ass right now. So get your hair done. Get your nails done. Get a manicure. Get a pedicure. Scrape that husk off your motherfucking feet. Exfoliate. Scrape the dead skin off your body. Lotion. 
your whole damn body. Just don't lotion shit hanging out the pants leg and hanging out the sleeve. I'm gonna tell you something about being with a man. Number one, give your man his space. Give him his space. If your man say, I'm about to go put some gas in the car, don't jump your motherfucking ass in the car. He didn't ask you to go with him. Leave your man alone. While your man watching TV, stop trying to talk to that motherfucker to get to know him. Men do not want to talk to us. Men give information on a need-to-know basis. Bitch, if I don't tell you, you don't need to know. While your man watching TV, never ask him this question. What you thinking about? You know why he can't tell you what he thinking when you go, what you thinking about? Because you know what he want to say? I was thinking you need to get the fuck out in front of motherfucking TV. Well, I'm trying to watch the goddamn game, but bitch, I can't say that shit to you because I'm on some pussy in about 20 minutes when the game goes. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Tees, along with special guest, Six the Goddess, special guest co-host, Amber Page, as we hear the inevitable Cheryl Underwood give her perspective, but I think it applies when we move this conversation again. Uh, queens expressing their femininity uh, in relationship to um, the men, if you will, because as I'll say as a black man, we love that femininity. But any thoughts? I'll start with you, uh, Six the Goddess. Uh, any thoughts on what Cheryl Underwood say? What, what, what in that resonated with you uh, from your perspective? Mhm. Yeah, you know, comedy is always funny when it's based on truth. <laughs> and um it's true and honestly that's why I feel like, you know, we we need training on how exactly to interact with men because since most of us were raised up in more matriarchal households, we kind of are groomed to look at things from the woman's perspective and a lot of us never had the reality of how you truly interact with and get along with a man. And so we need comedy like that. You know what I'm saying? We need lessons like that because most of us don't know. You know, we have a very romantic aspect of how interactions with a man should be as opposed to the the real aspect of how it really looks. And And that's what it's about, learning the way men operate, the way they think, learning to understand the way we think and we operate, and treating each other accordingly, not trying to make the opposite sex think like you or do things like you, but respecting the differences. So I think she's 100% told the truth in what she was saying. I think that, you know, for some people it, it might be difficult to hear because we're kind of, I call my generation the Disney generation, and our only examples of relationships was like Cinderella and, you know, Sleeping Beauty, and we kind of think that that's how it's supposed to look, and it's not, it does not look like that at all, Um, and we don't understand the real purpose and what a man is for, and so sometimes we we kind of create an issue where there may not even be one because we never grew up seeing a healthy representation of a man and a woman getting along in a household together, which is something we didn't see. So how are we supposed to grow up and then magically understand what that looks like? And because our views of it are romanticized, it ends up being a very sexual-based relationship with men as opposed to the real purpose of relationships with men, again, that we just didn't have the representation for. But she knows what she's talking about. The comedy is funny because it's absolutely true. (laughs) 
Hey, that's what I say. The best comedy is that that just tells the truth in a funny way. Um, Amber, your thoughts to um, Cheryl Underwood's cut, and we'll get to the call, the callers. If you're trying to get in, you do have to press one. We see you on the line, but press one to let us know if you want to speak. Um, go ahead, Amber. Your thoughts about that cut as well. Oh, my thoughts. <laughs> the part that resonated most with me is put some lotion on. <laughs> lotion up <laughs> your whole body. I just the parts is hanging outside the clothes. Let's go. Let's start there. Okay, that's just something that, for real, that's just something that I do because as a woman, it's something that makes me feel like, okay, I have taken care of my body in the most basic way, you know, so I'm with that all the way. And and speaking of that difference that Six talked about, see, men, that's all we need to do. We just need to hit the parts outside. But I do not. Hey, just keep it real. No. I need my my lady to do the whole body. I I love watching. I actually love watching a woman take care of herself in that way because I'm actually intrigued by all the stuff y'all have to do. Like, that blows my mind. <laughs> you know, we, we were, it's real simple for us. It's real simple. But if I see a woman be simple like me, we got a problem. <laughs> yeah. You just expect more from the woman. You just expect more. You want to, you, you know, that's a part of it. So maybe that's, you know, Not, part of your definition of what femininity is, Montoya. Oh, absolutely. I love all the feminine stuff y'all do. We actually got a collar. Let's look at the collar. <laughs> <laughs> Area code six seven eight last three nine eight seven. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. This is Christy Gay now. Good morning, Montoya. Good morning, ladies. Hey, what's up, Christy Gay now? For everybody out there listening, this is my longtime co-host for the first couple of years of the show. I'm glad to hear you jump in on this thing, Queen. What you got for us this morning? Good morning. Good morning. So I had to comment when I heard Montoya say, oh, as a man, that's all we got to do is moisturize the part that's showing under. I was like, uh-uh, no, no. Why do straight men believe that? Why do straight men think that minimum requirement is let me put some lotion on what you can see and I'm ready? Mm, Only straight right. men look the people in the world who think, that's all I got to do. I don't got to work out. This guy is fine. Like, I'm good. No, I got to work out. Like, come on, I ain't say all that. I'm talking about the, like the pretty stuff, video. Christy. Come on, now. I'm gonna give you the lotion and let you do the rest. No, so what I, I want to hear from the ladies if they agree with you that that's all they really expect from a man. No, that is, that is not no. acceptable. That is not. Hold up. I'm, the whole body. You say it, like you say it, I'm gonna give you the lotion and let you do the rest. Is that is that not okay? Because I'm trying to you know get some, you know like like you know like like Cheryl said at the end of that thing. Because in 20 minutes I'm gonna need some. You feel me? So I just even give myself an excuse to get some. Like, babe, oh I didn't put it on there. Go ahead and get it, babe. Go ahead and get that lotion for me. Mm-mm. Can't be walking around with an ash now. Especially it's getting cold. It's gonna get drier. No, I know. Maybe like your skin is so soft. I'm like, you earth would be too if you moisturize. Come on now. Why do we want our skin soft, Christy? Nobody, we don't want no. I mean, we don't want it rugged, but I'm saying we don't want it soft as yours. I don't want to be scratched up every time I rub my legs against you. I just said I don't. I don't want it crusty. I just said that y'all act like I didn't say that. 
All right, Chris, I know that ain't all you called in for because I said I ain't put lotion on my whole body. What else you got to say? <laughs> you know it is. That's all you called no, for, but, for real? Uh, I ain't heard you. All right, all right, I'll put up lotion on my whole body. Bye, Christy. How about that? No, no, no. In all seriousness, like, I, I saw the topic this morning, and I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. I'm interested to hear what they say because that um, one of your guests, made a point about, you know, a lot of us, a lot of women being raised in matriarchal households and not being taught, like, really how to interact with women. And the interesting thing to me is, like, we're also, they're also not often taught true femininity. Like, they, a lot of times you find mm. that women are taught sexuality, but not femininity. And there's a difference, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, sexuality is like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on this tight fit and dress and do everything I can to make myself sexually appealing and go to the club and try to meet somebody. But that's, that's not femininity. And so um, if that's what you see growing up, then it makes it difficult for you to know how to sit in a feminine space and just, you know, and be comfortable in that or how to dress in a feminine way mm-hmm. and be comfortable in that. That's and I, I think a lot of us, because we had, we were raised by, by, you know, single mothers who had to be strong and felt in a lot of cases like, oh, I have to be the man and the woman. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're raised by a woman, mm-hmm. it feels extra inclined to be like this super strong, super do everything herself person. You learn that, but when you get into a relationship, it's hard to unlearn that. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to then sit back and allow this mm-hmm. man to to sit in the his place in his space and so for like for us a lot of times like for me personally like I'm like I'll have guys who you know come into my life and they're like oh don't touch the door or don't do this or don't do that and I'm like I've been doing this shit for 40 years now you show up and all of a sudden I'm not supposed to get up and check who's like but they're like that's my job I'm like I get that but so many men haven't been doing their job for so long that women have gotten accustomed to having to do it and it's kind of hard again to unlearn that when you mm-hmm. do have a man that shows up who does know what his role is and what he's supposed to do and and to step back and make space for that cuz sometimes they're really slow about it but they're going to get to it like you just have to be patient and and that's part of that feminine energy too is is having the mm-hmm. patience and the wherewithal to to make space for this man to be a full man and for you to just enjoy that you know what I mean like it's, no I love I love what you're saying I mean I experienced that you know quite often where um, you know in the past where sometimes it's a fight just to play that role, like you said, as simple as opening doors on a regular basis, which this is something I've kind of always done since I was young. But even something that simple, um, it definitely translates to almost having to battle over other things that are, in a sense, my role as well, uh, you know, quite typical. Because if the door is, like you said, not not a normal thing, it usually translates to other little small and sometimes bigger fights on, hey, let me handle this uh, again because it's so natural and that's uh, we we want to be needed and 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 sometimes you need us you're just so used to doing it like you said for so you're just so used to doing it so on the flip side I'll say this again I know this is about femininity but on the flip side sometimes it's, we as men have to be patient when we run into that as well where we have to realize it's going to take her a minute to let us have our space and unfortunately sometimes 
they, the, and I, you know, I've ran into situations where the sister can't give you that space, and um, you know, and, and when when and when she can't, I definitely move on, you know, just on a on a personal level. Um, any thoughts uh, about Chris? Uh, our caller's thoughts. Uh, six. Uh, thank you for, again. Be, thank you for being with us this morning. But any thoughts on Christie's comments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with her. That's why, you know, our femininity is definitely looks do play a big part in it. But, you know, I tell brothers, a woman can look feminine AF. You know what I'm saying? She can have on the dress, the heels, and all that, and then she'll start talking. And then you'll quickly realize, hold on, okay, the femininity is not mm-hmm. adding up to, the, you know, anyone can put on a dress and heels. You got transvestites putting on dresses and heels. That's not what, that's not the only factor that determines it. It definitely is an internal thing. It's about your spirit. It's about your mind. It definitely is more than just a dress because, man, there's some women that will look feminine and then you quickly see, like, hold on. You know, this is not what it looks like. So I agree with her in totality. Absolutely. Um, For the other callers out there, press one. Christy, I'm going to keep you on because I want to dig into um, that learning sexuality and femininity, which uh, six God, as she mentioned as well, um, but we're up against the break, so I'm going um, to keep you on through the break. Just recall, the breaks are live, so make sure we're quiet. I will be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses make zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like Submissive can be powerful. Being vulnerable, being receptive, all of that can be very powerful as a feminine woman. You just have to know how to tap into that and know how to use it. Um, it's not weak at all, you know. So they do want you to be powerful. Another reason why they want you to be powerful is because these type of men that I talk about, they're building empires. They have real goals. They're trying to accomplish big things in life. And they know a weak woman isn't going to do anything but hold them back. They're going to hinder their progression. They need a woman that is just as powerful as them. They need a woman that is on their level to balance them out because they understand that you can reach great levels when you have both masculine and feminine. So they need you to be on their level as far as power goes, they want a powerful woman. They don't need nobody holding them back. And also kings, you know, they want a woman that's going to be able to hold it down when they're gone. If something happens to him, he wants to know that his empire isn't just going to crumble. He wants to know that you can hold it down, you know. And so he wants a woman that's powerful. Men that want a weak woman, they're not king-minded. They don't think like that. They don't have that same mentality. You know, those they whack. So, no, they don't want a, a weak woman. They want you to be powerful too. And as far as successful, 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with co-host Amber Page. This morning's discussion question, are strong black men allowed to express their femininity? Our special guest is Six the Goddess, uh, one of our callers, uh, former co-host Christy Gaynell is on the line. For the other callers that are out there, I see you out there. If it's your first time calling in, you do have to press 1 to let us know that you want to get in. For the online listeners, the number to get in is 646 646- Seven eight seven one six nine one. Again, that's six four six seven eight seven one six nine one. You must press one to let us know you want to speak, as we just heard a cut uh, from one of our other former um, guests, um, Sarah Lena, breaking down the concept. And what she's specifically talking about is just the idea of, you know, do men want powerful women? Because there's a concept, I think, out there now that, uh, in a sense, that, you know, us men, and specifically black men, um, or, or afraid of a, a, a powerful woman to a certain extent. But before we jump into that, I wanted to peel back um, what Christy said, and six, six, you alluded to it as well, that in this generation specifically, women, in a sense, possibly learning sexuality before femininity. And um, the first thing that came to my mind, and this plays out, and I definitely feel like I've seen it, uh, I would say transgress over the years too, that that is absolutely what – um, you know, in a sense, women can some women can lead with, and they stay doing it. In my opinion, from never having learned um, that femininity that you talked about, Christy, um, I, I'm, I'm, for example, vending at the different concerts. Um, I literally once made a joke, and, I, and a lot of sisters were offended by it—a uh, joke on social media. Because sometimes, and that's what we do. I try to push the envelope. That's the idea at Mental Dialogue, and you know, sometimes I put it out there, even about whether I believe it or not. But it's pushing the envelope, and I said, "It's true." In Atlanta. Um, you know, I've been here, I think I said something to the effect of I had been here, I've been here probably about 15, over 15 years now. Um, but over the years, I was like, wow, I used to have to go to the strip club to see what I see on the streets now. Like I made that meme or whatever on social media and some people understood it. Some people were highly offended. Um, but I definitely think um, that you may hit, hit the, in my opinion, the head on the nail from the idea that a lot of sisters are learning that. And this is not a blame thing. I think it's just a reality thing, and you already spoke to it. So if you will, um, just, you know, give me another thought on that, and I would like to hear all of you ladies just kind of speak to, you know, the concept of the distinction between sexuality and femininity and how it can be misconstrued. I know they kind of go hand-to-hand on certain levels, but if all you learn is sexuality, that's a mistake, and some women possibly never learn otherwise. Go ahead, Christy. Thank you for bringing that thought to the table. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I feel as – how can I put it? A lot of times with with women um, who are specifically I, – I, I really like to say specifically women who are raised in single mother households, they don't see relationships, right? What they see is mom gets dressed up trying to go – catch a man, get a man, find a man, whatever, they see mom break up with the man. So they, they see the sexual aspect, the enticement, you know what I mean, like all of the trappings. Mm-hmm. They see the anger and the frustration and the hurt when it doesn't work out. What they don't see is the loving, nurturing, you know, time in between where this, you know, this beautiful relationship evolves and develops. And um, they also don't see, you know, how to treat and cater to a man on a day-to-day basis. And, and a lot of times, you know, um, 
women will, even if that exists in their relationship, sometimes hide it from their kids if they're not married. So, um, and, and sometimes it's, you know, like, oh, I don't want this man to get attached to my child or my child to get attached to this man, and then he's not going to be around. I don't know how long this is going to last. Like, there's a, I don't want him to be, you know, molesting or abusive. Like, there's a whole lot of psychology that goes into why a single mm-hmm. mother um, would not expose those things to her daughter. And it's, none of it is malicious. Like, it's not, a, you know, in a, in, mm-hmm. it's not done in a way to harm the child. In most cases, it's done to protect the child. But the and and in some ways it does it can protect the child, but the harm comes in that this person grows up not ever really knowing how to make a relationship work. You know, I mean, like they're not they don't know mm-hmm. how to be feminine on a day to day basis. They know how to you know sexualize to catch, but not to just be. You know, I mean, like they don't know how to just sit in that mm-hmm. space. They don't understand learn that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not out on the date. Like, when you're in a... No, I'm, no, I'm understanding you 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nah, just, that's a strong right. thought. No, I'm sorry. Dad I'm sorry. Says, go ahead, Queen. Finish out. up. I was going to say, Dad says, let's go out. And he, like, opens the door for the daughter and the mom. He does all these things for the daughter and the mom. When mom goes out on the date, daughter's at home with somebody else. She doesn't see how the man treats mom. She doesn't see what's going on. You know what I mean? So, like, there's all of these mm-hmm. aspects that are being missed by this generation um, not just for the girls, but also for the boys. And I really, at some point, would like Absolutely. to get into the effeminization of boys, which makes it even harder for women to be feminine. But that's a whole other part of the show. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now nah, we're going to go ahead and let you go just in case the other callers want to get in. But, I, but again, that was a strong thought. Um, but thank you so much for that three cents. You know you can get back in if you come off the one and get back on. So, you know, do keep that in mind. But I'm going to go ahead and um, let you go for now. No, nah, absolutely. Right. Um, six, yeah, your thoughts. You were saying earlier in the show the idea of training, there's training needed. So I, I think the situation that Christy just laid out, and, again, you briefly mentioned it as well, is a big part of the reason the training that you may be referring is needed. So if you could just kind of even get into some of that. Again, I know you um, have this, this book, The Black Woman's Guide to Reclaiming Femininity. So it sounds like um, the situation um, Christy just gave us is, 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 a, is a woman who would absolutely need your guide. So if you could talk about, if you will, some of that training, I think it would be appropriate at this moment. Six, did you hear me? I don't know if I lost her. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I had the phone on mute. I'm here. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. If you could speak to um, you know. But some, yes, so I, what that, what does that training look like at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think as with anything in life, if there's something that you know you're not, um, you know, educated on how to do it, you take a class. You know, you take a class. You, 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 you get taught. Let you have etiquette classes, music classes, dance classes. You know, if you if there's a skill, because relationships are skills, your femininity is a skill. If there's a skill that you need to master, take a class. So I think that we definitely have to kind of put pride, put ego aside, and sometimes admit, yeah, you know, we do need training. If it's a skill that we haven't had an example on, you're going to have to get educated on it. That was kind of my motivation to write the book. And, and I don't even think it's exclusive to just single mothers because there's married women that are not feminine. There are married women who are still in spaces that they're not allowed to be vulnerable and be in their feminine spaces. I don't want people to feel like it's specifically about single moms. We want to teach and embrace femininity to avoid single moms. 
I don't I don't necessarily cater to teaching single moms how to do certain things because to me, in a way that encourages it further, um, my goal is to prevent it from happening in general. You know what I'm saying? So it's about taking mm-hmm. our experiences, being honest. That's why I say like the older generation of black women have a responsibility to the younger generation to not do what the generation before us did. And so the generation before mine, what they did is they were the rebellious generation because the generation before them, feminine black women that were married and had families was the norm. And so their, their daughters saw their mothers grow up, be submissive to their fathers, depend on their fathers, then allowed white women to tell them that that was a negative thing and that it was a problem. And so then my mother's generation are the ones that said, you know what, forget that. We could be more than mothers. We could be more than wives. We're independent. We don't need a man. And that went left horribly. And so what our mothers did is instead of saying, okay, we made the wrong decision, this was not it, okay, Uh, don't do what we did, we ended up having our mother's generation go down fighting, standing on a hill by the decision they made, even though we have clear evidence through my generation and further down that that independent mindset, I don't need a man, I'm, I'm free, I do what I want, did not, it, it wasn't productive. It didn't put us in a better place. So now what we have to do as my generation is be the generation of black women to be the first to admit that we were wrong. <laughs> Be the first to be able to be honest with the next generation of women and stop telling them, stop defending our dysfunction because we don't want to admit we were wrong. But with the generation of my mother, they went against, they went against tradition and what was best so hard, and they invested. Sometimes you invest so much in your demise that letting it go makes you feel like you wasted your time. So if my mother's generation fought so hard for their quote-unquote equality, independence, and I don't need a man, they, had, they went so deep into it that they didn't want to have to come back and admit that they did all that for nothing, and it actually put them at a disadvantage. So now my generation has to be the one to say, we were wrong. I don't know what they told you, but erase it. That's not it. You know, you want to stick to, to tradition because tradition means It has been proven through generations. While nothing is perfect, nothing is flawless, there will always be the good and the bad in everything, uh, we can't be so arrogant as to ignore generations of tradition that has been proven to work and say, you know what, we're going to remix it, redo it all in one generation and think that it's going to be better. So that's why now I I wrote the book. I'm open with my decisions I made, with observations I've had, so that the next generations of girls after us, can have women that they can look up to before them that was honest and that our concern is the girls, not us being right, not us dying on a mountain, and not us refusing to admit that we were wrong. It's okay to teach our daughters that we did things wrong to avoid it. I remember seeing a a comment on Instagram between um, T.I.'s wife and um, a fan, and the fan was talking about her daughter and was like, oh, my God, your daughter is pregnant at 22, and she's not married. And instead of her being like either not responding or being like, you know what, yes, I did try to instill in my daughter that she should be married, you know, before she has children, she, her response was, 
she was going to be fine. I, I didn't have no man when I had her, and I turned out fine, and she's going to be fine too. Mm-hmm. And it made me really sad to see because I'm like, see, mm-hmm. yeah, this is hurts. how we cycle. You know, we so continue the dysfunction. wrong and teaching the girls to do better than what we did. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's the only way we can teach the next generation to do better. Like you say, I, I it's crazy. It's funny. It's funny to hear you say that because that's what I say quite often. I say is we are the hip hip hop generation, and it's time for us to admit we got this shit wrong. So if once we can admit that, <laughs> we can move forward. We are at the top of the hour, so uh, we always play Square Business Entertainment, one of our sponsors. We play a song from them, so if you will, enjoy this music uh, for the next couple of minutes. We'll come back with this morning's show. Are strong black women allowed to express their femininity for all the callers out there? You do have to press 1 to let us know we want, you want to speak. I see a lot of callers out there, so I hope you hear me clearly. Press 1 on your phone dial. I see both of you. We'll get y'all in coming out of the break. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. We'll play the song and go directly to the caller coming out of the song. This is Joe Bleas' top floor from his latest album, Bet On Myself, Square Business Entertainment. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Again, that's Joe Blees' top floor from Bet On Myself. Find it on all musical streaming platforms. This morning's discussion question, are strong black women allowed to express their femininity? Uh, Co-host, 
Amber Page, special guest, Six the Goddess. We've got a couple of callers that want to get in. Let's go to the callers. Uh, area code 816 last 3760. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, morning, Montoya. Yeah, man. Gone out of Texas. Hey, how you doing, Yay? Thanks for getting in, King. What you got for us? Not much. I just picking back off of what uh, the Empress Six uh, Goddess said when she said about most women growing up in metrological homes. I think what will help a lot with bridging the gap with women being more feminine and also understanding men is also learning men from a transparent, organic aspect. Because I get this a lot from men from different parts of the world, different, you know, backgrounds where they feel like when they're with a woman, it's all about just making her happy. Does the saying, you know, happy wife, happy home. And yet they're not happy. She's happy. And once she's happy, she doesn't care if they're truly happy. And I think if, if learning men who they are, what they were designed to do from an organic aspect will really help women understand their organic function and make them more in tune with being more who, who they're supposed to be and allowing the man to do what he's supposed to do. You know, so that way when they beat a man, they already know, like, hey, I'm feminine, so this is my standard, okay? And are you going to be able to, you know, take care of this, yes or no? Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and if more and I, if more women were to take that stand, you then it will make the men realize, listen, man, all these women are becoming more feminine. So if I'm not going to be that masculine provider, protector, and like I told you before on a private conversation, you know, we as men, we speak about protecting women, but I think we overlook that our main goal is to protect the feminine energy. Of women, and that goes mm. beyond just physical protection. It mm-hmm. goes, it goes deeper in protecting the essence of why she is here, what was she was designed to do. Are we protecting that? And I think if we can combine those two things together, we'll have a much more balanced and more productive interaction, and more balanced home and more balanced relationship. This is my two cents. Okay. We're the smartest you audience that, in all the radio. It's three cents. The, I think the, the queen's you. loving what you're saying, yeah. Man, okay. that's so <laughs> Just knowing that the brothers are aware of that and are willing to support us in that, like, you have no idea how good that just makes us feel just as women. We don't hear that often. We often hear people always criticizing us about what we need to do, and it's like, okay, you know, can anyone, you know, kind of speak up for, you know, the man and let it be known it's a reciprocity thing. I love what that brother said. It's, it's about give and take. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I love it. Yeah, I grew up in, a, I grew up in a traditional home and having the dynamic mm-hmm. of masculine and feminine and seeing that from my parents growing up from, a, from birth. Mm-hmm. So that has been ingrained from, in brother? me. From West Africa. Okay, see, that makes a difference. <laughs> that makes yeah, a difference. Let, let, let me say this real quick too, because what you just said, yeah, that's what it sparked in my brain. Because we've come, we've gotten so used to the dysfunction that you mentioned, six to God. You know what you mentioned. Uh, we some sometimes as men, we as you said, protect the feminine. But since a lot of us don't know that, we'll fight. For the woman to 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 do what we've seen our mother do, 
Like, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing everything like my mother? Like we, so we will actually talk junk to the woman and be like, well, you ain't do, you ain't being a woman, and we and we killing her. Don't even know it. Exactly, mm. exactly. Mm. I see it all the time. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, we got some other callers. Yeah, that's but you all I get got. Off the one that comes. No, nah, thank you, man. That was a sure. beautiful three cents. I mean, clearly the, the the queens love it. Um, Amber, any thoughts before I go to the next caller? I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. Yeah, I, thanks for I the three just, cents, King. I just got, I just got what six has on it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. just my hey, hey, that's what it's getting real he good right there, right? Real quick. Mm, mm. Ain't got yeah. nothing to say. That's all yeah. I heard too. I just heard y'all like, mm. like y'all, like, like we ain't on this, we ain't on this broad, we ain't on this broadcast eating, are we? <laughs> but it was that good to you. I ain't mad. Is it good to you? Now let me start. I can't sing worth a lick as you can hear. All right, let's go to uh, four one five last three four eight. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hello, four one five. You live on the air. Hey, Montoya, I think that's me. You just gave the last three. Yes, yeah, yeah. Montoya. Last three is four eight. So whoever, yeah, whoever me is, say your name and give me your. It's Tony. Tell me where you're from it's and Tony give me your three from, cents. Um, it's Tony from the Network Mix. Oh yeah, what's up, Queen? Yeah, yeah. Give us your thoughts on the conversation this morning. Thanks for getting in this morning. Oh no, you got me up extra early in California because I stayed up late <laughs> last night. But um. So I was I'm, I was actually brought up in a traditional family. My mom and dad been married for 37 years. My uncles and aunts been married my whole life. Um, my cousins around my age they've all gotten married. So I have a different perspective on uh, you know what it is to grow up feminine. And a lot of the lessons actually came from my dad more than my mom. So my dad would take me school shopping and he would let me know, hey, you need to wear more dresses or you need to be, you know, make sure they come to this length or you don't want to present yourself in this kind of way in this environment. But my mom, because she worked a full-time job and she didn't make as much, so she would work overtime. She would make sure that I was surrounded by other positive and strong feminine females along with the examples I had in my house. Mm. And so we had a conversation one day. She said sometimes she would intentionally make sure that my babysitters were single-parent moms in a lower income bracket than we were, so I could be appreciative of the things I had at home. And also, wow. she would put me in certain community organizations so that I could be around kids my age and actually be in an environment where I could actually speak my my truth that I couldn't speak to her, and I could ask things, and they would give me um, advice. And then she would also put me in challenging organizations that wouldn't accept mediocrity. So if I submitted something that was mediocre, they'd be like, no, you can't do this. We don't, we don't want to accept that. You need to think higher of yourself. You need to have more confidence. You need to walk like this when you're out in the public. You're a female. Be patient. Let him open the door for you. Matter of fact, don't even, open, don't even walk through the door until he opens it. And so things like that was um, not that I only got in the household, but I think it's the environment you place yourself in that has a lot to do with what you learn. So sometimes a lot of the lessons that I learned in life were never spoken to me. I just witnessed it. Nice. And that's how it's supposed to. Like but the natural progress for just humans in general, you should learn a lot through example. 
But unfortunately, the reality for our community, knowing that we unfortunately don't have a, a, a lot of marriages in the community, if we're just, you know, again, being honest about that. So we're kind of winging it and learning it on our own. And like Six said earlier, you know, the idea of, you know, the fairy tale idea. You know, I could say that even as a man, uh, that's what I thought, you know, love. You know, not to necessarily to the same degree as a woman, but that is still what I, in a sense, you know, to try to be that, that, that prince that comes and save her, you know, save her, but it was all about that and not the responsibility that, that goes with protecting that um, femininity that um, Yale just spoke about. So thank you, Tony, for your three cents. That was beautiful. We do have some other callers, but I appreciate you for waking up this early in California. So I absolutely appreciate your support this morning. Um, um, great, great thoughts. We definitely, I definitely would love to have more people experiencing it the way you just described because we would be in a better place if everybody were getting it through example versus, you know, even having to have these discussions where we got to, you know, in a sense, go read a sixth goddess's book, The Black Woman's Guide to Reclaiming Femininity. We got to take a class, like she said, but thank you for your three cents this morning. No problem. Have a good day. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Any of y'all want to speak to that before I go to another caller? Just any thoughts about what she had to say? Mm-hmm. All right. If we're good, we'll go to the next caller. I just wanted to chime in in. just on what she said. Um, You know, that's powerful is that, you know, most of the lessons that she learned were through example. You know, Mm -hmm. so we have to see the environment is so key to um, just being able to identify who you are, what you, you know, expect for yourself, the um, the examples or the expectations that are set. Um, they, you know, can be fed just by what you see. So I think it's very powerful. That, that comment was very powerful. No, absolutely. It makes me think of what Christy mentioned earlier when she was saying that, you know, even, you know, the situation Christy laid out earlier where the woman may, in a sense, have somebody babysit and go out. And so the child never gets to see the actual nurturing, the actual courting, um, you know, out, you know, in an attempt and, ne- you know, often necessary to protect their children because, hey, you know, they maybe they don't know this man yet or whatever, but that can happen, unfortunately, so much that a lot of us never see those examples. You know, and I can say that firsthand, even as a man, uh, you know, with, you know, with me and my mother uh, not not really ever getting to see. Uh, what I'm supposed to do, you know, and but I, and the thing I loved about what she had to say was how she learned so much from her father. I'm going to go to the next caller and, and give another example of, again, that role that men play, and I think why Six said earlier why men are needed, because we do need to see examples from both sides of it, and without it, there's a hole and a void that we try to fill, and usually we don't know what the hell we're doing in that in that instance. Matter of fact, um, area code 187, uh, we're up against the break, so I'm going to go ahead and do the break so I don't cut you off. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. 
They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSisMediaGroup.com 404-465-4348 Again, that's BigSisMediaGroup.com Call them at 404-465-4348 If you need a website, logo design, BigSisMediaGroup.com, that queen is amazing with her work, amazing prices, high-quality work for a very fair price. Definitely look up BigSisMedia.com. She does my website for my mobile notary business and just does amazing work. So definitely look her up, BigSisMedia.com. This is a place where we absolutely ask that you support people in business who look like you. We definitely want to circulate that black dollar, if you will. This morning's discussion question, are strong black women allowed to express their femininity? Uh, co-host Amber Page, special guest, Six the Goddess. We've got a couple of callers wanting to get in. If you're on the line trying to get in, you do have to press 1. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 Nine one press one to let us know you want to speak. Area code four zero four one eight seven. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning. This is Sherdine. I'm calling from Atlanta. And hey, um, what's up, Queen? Good morning. Good morning, Queens and Kings. Let me tell you. First of all, I love this conversation. It has so many little things percolating in my brain. Okay. Um, but I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, the last caller talked about living by example and seeing the example at home, and that to me is so huge because in looking up the definition of femininity, there's not any real concrete information out there. And then when you look up, like, what are the, some of the characteristics, it's usually like nurturing, mm-hmm. caring, submissive, things of that nature. And it reminds me of, uh, it brings me to how complex the conversation of submission is because femininity has really been giving this um, negative um, connotation. And um, it, it, I think about that when uh, the queen was saying that the women, the feminists got it wrong. And I feel like the missed opportunity here is that I don't think I think there's truth to every lie, meaning that there's no way that they were 100% wrong. But we we don't feel comfortable in playing in the middle. We feel like everything has to be completely left or completely right, which is a part of what's wrong with this nation. I don't define myself as extremely feminine. I have feminine qualities, but I also have very much so an alpha personality. And I think that's due to my upbringing and being raised, you know, my mother's personality, my dad's personality. I still saw every aunt, uncle, like that last caller said, were, were married. Uh, my cousins grew up in married situations. So I saw it, but I also saw that it was okay to want to be a leader and a boss. And so much of that in corporate America, and even when you look at now in politics where Kamala Harris, everybody's like, you know, you you need to soften yourself. You should not 
be assertive or direct and to the point, and they mm-hmm. use the term femininity to almost control women. So it's such a catch-22. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. lastly, I'll say that a lot of times I, you, I constantly see articles, books, videos, telling women how to be better to men and all these things that we need to do. So I appreciate that King talking about what it is that men need to do because, again, it takes two. It's not a one-sided thing. But what's always been most comical to me, not saying in your case, but just in general, most people who wanted to give me advice on marriage, on how to be feminine, on, on what I should do to keep a man, were all people who couldn't keep a man. So, it's crazy that a lot of times people are trying to train us on how to be better as women and be feminine, and these are the things that you need to do to maneuver this space, but they haven't been successful at it. So what what is it that we really have to to go off of? Um, and also, is it okay to be both feminine with the ability to be, I don't want to say masculine, but the ability to still be assertive and clear and direct and alpha in what it is that you do. It's okay that you want to leave. I told you to tell you, uh, you know, I'm going to take over the world. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm also going to do that Shadon for president. with the support of my husband. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to see if you had any thoughts on that, Amber. Um, six, as you hear this queen saying she's trying to figure it out, navigate it, um, you know, getting out, these words can mean a lot of things. Um, as you hear this queen speak, um, your, your, your thoughts. Um, we got another caller, she done, so I'm going to keep you on to, to hear um, Six to God as our guest response. And, I'll, you know, if she says something that you want to respond to, I'll let you do that, and then we'll get to the other caller. Um, but, yeah, any, any, any thoughts about what she done had to say? Um, six to God, if you will. Thank you. Six, did I lose you? I may have lost her. See if I got her. She may have muted. Sorry, I was here. on mute. I'm here. I'm yeah, here. no problem. But, yeah, any thoughts about this queen just saying, hey, she's trying to figure it out, trying to navigate it? Um, yeah, Shadon definitely is out there getting to it. Um, but, yeah, she's just trying to figure it out. Oh, I don't know if she said she want to figure it out, but she definitely gave us some things to think about. So I just wanted to hear your response to what she had to say. Yeah, and, and this is why, you know, in, in your feminine journey, you got to focus on yourself. We have to keep a positive attitude. you got to focus on you. I think too many times women get discouraged because they're kind of focused on other women and what they are or are not successful in, and you can't do that. You have to focus on yourself. And then part of your femininity is being very calculated in the way that you move. This is why I discourage complaining about men, complaining about, oh, well, men can do this, but women can't, complaining about what other women are doing, because it doesn't put us anywhere. I think we've been complaining for a while, and that's why now I'm solution-oriented. My goal is to focus on the good, focus on the positive, not worry about what other people have going on. It starts with ourselves first. We have to fix ourselves then we can be fixed as a unit. But it's very easy to just get discouraged when, you know, you're too worried about what other people are doing or when you're putting negative thoughts out there, okay? So we don't have to complain about men. Again, we simply influence the change that we want. If we sit and complain about other people, complain about men, we only attract that more in our lives. Okay, this is real life. Sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. However, we have to stay vigilant 
and stay positive and focus on things working out, trying our best, and going into everything with the mindset of what do I want to accomplish by my actions here? And making sure that every action that you're taking is going towards accomplishing something to put you towards your goal as a feminine woman. Stay focused, stay positive, and we have to just stay on the path. Yeah, well, I can say this from knowing Shadon personally. Everything you just said, that is exactly, you know, who she is. Uh, thank you, Shadon, for those thoughts. We'll dig a little deeper with you, but I got a couple other callers. So thank you, Queen, for um, supporting us this morning, though. Yes, thank you. I think it was uh, – I think my statement was misunderstood, but I appreciate it. Great conversation. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I will, I will dig it deeper. We got callers. So I'm going to go to the callers. I may swing back around um, to, your, to what you were saying because I definitely understand it. I'll bring you back on if I get a chance. Okay, Queen? All right, King. All right, no problem. All right, let's go. Uh, area code 647, last 3050. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Uh, this is Patrick. And, um, I, hey, I what's up, Patrick? This, hey, this is a great discussion this morning, I think. Um, mm-hmm. um, there was the young lady talking about growing up. I think there's a couple things that I wanted to hit on. One was culture. And culture, mean, you know, meaning how you grow up, the people you're around, your family, how you're being taught. And that affects everything, right, as far as, you know, men and women, right? Um, so... The culture has to change. I think what's happening is we're being raised in a certain way. A lot of us, I grew up in a two-parent household. So I had some, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, gave some great guidance and that kind of thing. But I I think we have to get back to that, and that's why family is so important. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, family is important so that we can raise, you know, these children a certain way. Now, women, Mm -hmm. what I've noticed, and, and it's stark because in my profession, I travel a lot. And I've run into sisters from all over. And the first time I, I went overseas, and I, I was sitting down with a professional sister, and she, her mom was from Guadalupe, a black woman from Guadalupe, and her dad was from Africa. I forget which country. And this was many years ago. I was in my 20s. And I sat down. She took me to a Guadalupe restaurant in the country we were in, uh, a local Guadalupe restaurant. She was telling me the history. And one of the things that just slapped me in the face, I never experienced this before, was she was so feminine that it was shocking. Mm-hmm. I had never seen I had never, at 23, 24 and a half years old, I had never seen a black woman so feminine before. And she spoke a couple of ladies. Wow. I mean, French, I, I've never seen it. And it was shocking. So let me dig in real so quick because I don't think – I want to ask for a couple of details because I want to understand it. I, I'm, so, for example, could, could I assume that in going to this restaurant that there was a, a maybe a – I'm assuming here, you tell me some a few more details, but maybe the way that she served – even you in the first time sitting in it, did, did, was there a level of that, that that makes you say that? What about that experience was so feminine? Like, let's define that if you, to help us understand what you're telling us. It's, it's, if that you makes know, sense. and it's hard, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to, to, okay. to really to communicate exactly what it was, but I, I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. How she held her hand, how she laughed, 
how she spoke. Okay. He can't describe how, how it. He can't describe she, it. How she spoke to I love it. how she spoke about Guadalupe. How she told me how to eat my food. It, it, and, and ladies, I, I know it's frustrating because I can't really explain it. I think guys mm-hmm. understand a certain age, but you want it, You look at this person and you almost want to take care of them. You almost want to preserve them. You try to be you try to be politically correct. You wanted you didn't want to almost you wanted to take care of her. Absolutely, right? Because that's so what it I brings out of us. That's what femininity that's brings what out of us. You want to take care of her. That's what the femininity brings out of a man, right? So, I, so ladies, what I'm saying is that being feminine is stronger and more powerful than being more masculine or more alpha. You can get almost anything you want. Femininity is a power that men don't have. Men don't have, and when I say that, women always think like sex. And I, no, that has nothing to do with it. Nope. That's not what I'm it talking is, about. It is a power. It is a power. It, it, it's powerful. It's and so I see black women giving up that powerful thing to be more masculine or more like men or to be stronger and I'm like, why would you be that? You're stronger than us. But you don't realize it. So you're giving up that thing that makes you powerful. It, it, a feminine, you know, your femininity moves things, things done. It gets the men to move. It inspires us, right? All throughout the Bible and all throughout a, a woman who's feminine, who's cooperative, can get men. To, I had a relationship with a feminine woman after that incident. I actually, when I was in D.C., I found a woman who was real feminine, and she reminded me of the woman I had met when I was abroad, the black woman I met when I was abroad. And she had a way of communicating with me. She was soft. Every time she spoke to me, she held my hand or she put her hand behind my neck or she touched my hand. And it would be Sundays where I would be in front of the, I'm supposed to be watching a football game. I'm in the ball with her. And I'm like, how did I end up in the mall? You skipped the ball? You skipped the game? Oh, that's serious. That's serious right there. And because she was so operative, she would take some of my bills, pay my bills. And so she was down with me, so I didn't mind. But she could get me to do things. She could get me to move. I don't know about that last part. We all up against the break now. I don't know about that pay your bill stuff. I'm just no, no, no. We up against the break now, brother. And we got some other callers. But I, but, yeah, I, I, but your passion was so your passion was so beautiful. I just wanted to let it display because I think the ladies was loving what you were saying. Um, but I will I will second that emotion. Uh, we we will eat out your hand uh, when you exp- display that uh, femininity. But we all up against the break. Um, you can, if you if you want to get back in, Pat, you have to come off the one and back on the one. Uh, we're gonna go to break and get to some other callers. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think um, this is another cut from Joe Blee's called Different Now. Real quick, um, Amber, are the commercials playing clear? Because they're, they're, they're in and out for me. So what are y'all hearing? I'm just checking oh, before yeah. I even play this it next. Sounds, yeah, no, it sounds fine. Okay, okay, so it's just my earphones. I, I got some new earphones, so I, I was hoping it wasn't sounding that way for y'all. Okay, so let me go ahead and play this cut. Again, one of our sponsors, Square Business Entertainment. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Please, oh. I've been running lights, running for my life. 
Another caller. Six, you were good over there, Queen? You've been rocking, you've been riding with us, though. Just you good over there? Just checking on you, Queen. Yeah, I'm here. I have another minute or two, and then I need to tend to the oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, let's do this before I go to the caller, then. If that's it, I want to I wanna make sure we take care of you. So you have the Black Woman's Guide to Reclaiming Femininity, so let's make sure we make that loud and clear and let people know how they can, in a sense, get this training that you've mentioned. Um, if you want to mention some of the things that are in the book, um, let's make sure we do that. If you don't have that much time, I want to make sure we, you know, let people know that. So go ahead, Queen, get out any contact information and tell them how they can get this book. Because, again, I love following you, and you're definitely teaching and influencing um, these young ladies, in a sense, you know, how to, how to do this thing, you know, in a way that, that's going that, to that's gonna lead us to a powerful union, if you will. But go ahead, Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yes, the book is called The Black Woman's Ultimate Guide to Reclaiming Femininity, uh, and I would not necessarily call it a training. What it is is mm-hmm. it's an intimate sharing of my own experience. So mm-hmm. I, because I am at an advantage where I have seen how things play out on both sides, I've seen how the whole I'm a strong black woman, I'm an alpha black woman, I don't need no man personality. I've seen how that turns out personally. I've literally watched it. I've seen how it begins. I've seen how it plays out, and I've seen how it ends. Um, And I've seen the other aspect of that. I've seen what it looks like to live in peace with a man, to be vulnerable to a man, to know that you need one. And so I speak on that experience from what I've seen. I tell my story of how I lost my femininity, how it was taken from me, how the right was not afforded to me. I talk about why I went, when and why I saw that it was important to get that back. And then I share how I got it back. I share 
the benefits mm-hmm. that came into my life once I truly embraced my womanhood, embraced my femininity, and once I really understood it. So my goal in the book is not necessarily to train anyone, but to share my story and let others find common ground find inspiration for their own healing journey, for their own journey back to their femininity, to share perspectives, to share my knowledge on how I accomplished certain things. And that's the goal there. When I have women come to me and say, you know, I read your book and it changed my life. I never thought of things that way. I've never had someone be so open to kind of put themselves out there. It's scary as a creator, as a content creator and author like myself, it's scary putting your own life experiences out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, a lot of times people are afraid to do that because it does come with judgment. It does come with backlash. It does come with criticism. But I knew a long time ago that I had to be willing through the good, the bad, and the ugly to be very open and be willing to share because of the sisters that come to me and say, you know what, we don't have many black women being honest about how they feel, being about their emotions. We have so many black women acting like they don't need something in a defense mechanism or attacking one another to take the focus off of what they need to do themselves. And they come to me and they say, thank you for being the one to be honest and open, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not pretty. And by you telling your truth and inspired me to find my own, it showed me when I saw some people tell me when they see similarities in my stories to their own personal stories, they're saying, you know what, I had no idea that these things that happened to me that are similar to what happened to you are the reason behind certain behaviors or ideas I have today. Mm -hmm. So that was my goal in the book. And Mm -hmm. with the thousands of readers that the book has had, that is what it has accomplished. And I feel very fulfilled in that. So I encourage women to read the book to plant a seed for yourself. I I encourage them to read the book to be inspired for their own journey. Each woman's individual feminine journey will look differently. There is not a mass training that we can put for all women when it comes Mm -hmm. to their individual femininity. You have to figure out, you know, your own goals and your own strategy for your own ascension and your femininity. So you get the book on my website at sixagoddess.com, and that is spelled S-I-X-T-H-E, G-O-D-D-I-S dot com, and it's available as a paperback version and also as a digital download ebook. And you can follow me on Instagram at Six the Goddess and also tune into my podcast called African in American on iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, uh, and it is a podcast just about, you know, everyday life issues with us as black people in the diaspora. Um, it's a good show. You can tune in and subscribe there. New episodes drop every Tuesday. So just stay in touch with me and I will continue to share content, continue to be very open in order to continue to inspire that change for myself and my sister. Hey, love it, Queen. Um, just a yeah. highlight this before I let you go, just for me to acknowledge how open this Queen is. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to watch you on uh, Eli Marcus's Shout That King Out uh, um, broadcast, mm-hmm. where you were saying, you, you you know, as much as you, you know, uh, shout out. You know, I know you, you put out on social media. You know, you lost your mother today, so condolences to you. You know, uh, on mm-hmm. this day some okay. years ago, uh, so condolences to you on in that level. But even though you were vulnerable enough to say, you saw in a sense how your mother 
mother's life played out and you knew you had to make a change. I saw you say that on another broadcast. So this queen is so open that it absolutely can be life-changing. And, and, and so I just wanted to big you up. And thank you so much for being on our broadcast this morning. So I don't want to hold you up, but thank you for the time that you gave us. Uh, Six to Goddess, please go follow her. Uh, she's absolutely worth it. Thank you, queen. Thank you so much for having me, you all. You all have a great day. Uh, absolutely. All right, let's get let's get to these callers. I think I might see my man Kevin out of South Carolina. I think that's who's up next. Am I right? Did I get it right? Is that Kevin out of South Carolina? Yes, sir. Peace to the gods and the goddesses. Hey, I, there it is. Thanks a lot, King. What you got Hello? for us? What we hey, how you doing, Queen? Um, what we're dealing with, permission that we took in from these Europeans that captured us. See, we've been fitting our, the way we do things and the way we look at ourselves through their eyes. Like the, the, the gentleman that, and the, the, uh, said earlier, when you go abroad, you see the way people, cultural people act towards each other versus where here, when you see femininity, that's nothing but European white women who are at war with their men. And then they... Of, uh, finagled our women to join that movement, and matter of fact, use them as the battering okay. ram to get every right they want, and not, and and then still don't show that same love for the black woman when they're getting killed and murdered in these streets because they don't uprise uh, for uh, Sandra Bland and uh, Breonna Taylor and mm-hmm. etc. You understand what I'm saying? So what we yep, have to do is stop worrying about how other cultures do and regain and recapture our culture. Because when you see men and women operate, we operate as one where we come from, from Africa. Kings and queens stand side by side. We had equal roles. We had our proper roles. This new thing they got uh-huh. us morphed into got us all into this. Well, men looking like women and women looking like men and children getting to decide whether they want to be trans, everything. See, that's some madness. That's insanity. And we have locked on to this insanity that these captors or colonizers got us in, in the middle. We should stop even using the word femininity and alpha because those are European terms. We should use, like I said, God and goddesses, kings and queens. And when we act that way, like your brother was describing, he's describing how you want to treat women when you meet one. Because mm-hmm. you're meeting something on such a high level of frequency, you got to do something for her. When you're meeting an alpha woman, I don't want to take care of you. Because you see, you trying to, that's just like me taking care of another dude. You're trying to be competitive with me. I don't want, I don't need my woman being a competitor of me, trying to prove how grown she is. That's what you meet today. That's what we've been morphing. And then you got men who try to be more feminine than the men, women. He wants you to take yeah. care of him, queen. Oh, never. <laughs> so you we just, stay at home so we just doing it backwards, huh? We just out here doing it backwards, exactly. huh, Kevin? We just out here doing it backwards. Hey, I got, I got, some, I got some other callers and Pat trying to get back in okay. as well. So uh, thanks a lot, Kevin. So always appreciate the support. But let me oh, get to these other I callers, team. Definitely. I still got that package coming for you. I, I forgot about. No, nah, it's all good, package, brother. I respect it, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I put it we, in my. Yeah, uh, it I put it on my. I put it in my phone so I make sure I remind it Monday. All okay. Right. Sounds good. I definitely appreciate the support. No, absolutely. Thanks a lot Thank for the call, Kevin. 
All right, let's get to these other callers out here. So, Dad, I'm going to try to get back around to you. we got 15 minutes. I'm going to try to make it work because know, I know you was misunderstood, Queen. You absolutely were. I, I caught that, too. Uh, so I caught you. I'm just trying to get to all the callers. we got um, 864-LAST-3-244. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hey, peace, Brother Montoya and uh, the Queens and the the family. This is need from calling from uh, South Carolina. Um, hey, what's up, King? What you got for us? Uh, I is having uh, a beautiful wife and having, um, you know, four daughters myself. Um, I agree with what the last caller said. And, you know, I guess the place that we are is, is you know, and my definition is, is toxic femininity. Uh, of course, we look at Megan Thee Stallion, people like Megan Thee Stallion and her beauty, Cardi B, right? But then you look at what the message they're actually promoting and, you know, comparing uh, them as mothers to the mothers of our own communities and our own families. And we would have to question, you know, what type of message are the mothers collectively sending out to the young girls? Are they encouraging them to be decent at a time? Uh, the human sex trafficking is at an all time high, right? So our little girls and, and also women are being kidnapped. But are they actually being about these types of things? So, I, 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 you know, I definitely agree with the brother by saying that our culture has definitely been a one that has been hijacked. And even after, you know, since we've been here in America, have we actually had an organic culture? Have we had organic femininity or the definition of femininity is having uh, the characteristics of, of a woman? Um, you know, so have our African women been allowed to flaunt their true organic uh, characteristics, and I, I don't think so. I think they're having to mm-hmm. now share that with the quote-unquote transgender movement, where now you have grown men, right, that now have some type of <laughs> mental disorder or something where they want to put on a dress, and now they're trying to compare themselves to a woman, right? And I think that's a spit in the face of our women, especially when we are at a time where our women are trying to get, you know, their, their correctness back in order. So I definitely encourage those women, the women on the line doing so, my wife and also my daughters. Uh, I think that's what, that's, that's all that we as men can do is, uh, you know, help uh, support them in, in, in being as organic as, as, as possible. Hey, thank you for that uh, beautiful three cents, King. Uh, When you said it, I got to be up against the break, but when you said it, uh, it reminded me of this one sister who says, you know, a lot of times, like, as men, like a lot of times, specifically black men, quite often, like a lot of black men will take issue with the LGBT community or the transgender community. And I remember she was saying, she was like, some of these men are more snatched than than we are. So she's like, why the hell are the men mad at them? We mad at them for for, saying we got to compete with that. You know what I mean? So, right, so right, like she's like, right, why are we right, mad? Right. The women should be mad. You know what I mean? So that was just her thought. And, right. uh, and you know, and for me, um, you know, no slant towards that community because again, I embrace them as well. We we enjoy um, right. this this community. We allow all communities to bring you know bring whatever thoughts forward, but we respect our right. opinions. So I respect you for your thoughts, King. Uh, we are up against the break, but thanks a lot, Equine Equine for getting back in for us with us, King. Equine, okay, right, we up against the last okay. break. Uh, thanks a lot. And um, I got one more call, and Shadon, I'm going to try to sneak you in. Uh, we'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. 
Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes. And I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit. And what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like LNG Technology Services. We are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business, for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478 478- 781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you have a product or service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me again directly at 404-604-947. Or go to the Mental Dialogue Facebook page and DM me, which is Mental Dialogue, or the IG page, which is Mental underscore Dialogue. Individually, you can go to MentalDialogue.com and support. You can cash app. All of it helps keep Intelligent Radio on the air. Cash app Mental Dialogue. It all helps. Definitely want to, if you think what we're doing is important to the community, could please consider supporting it. Um, if you're not doing anything tonight, to shout this out, we have, um, it's called Black Socrates Presents Cliff Notes. Um, whether you've read the book or not, we'll be sharing passages from Tahitian Coates Between the World and Me. Um, brilliant writer, um, Tony Morrison dubbed him as the Baldwin of our day. So, very interesting read tonight. Um, even if you haven't even opened the book, um, it's called Cliff Notes because you will get a gist of the book tonight via Zoom, but you must follow us on social media or go to mentaldialogue.com to get that link. With that said, this morning's discussion question, are strong black women allowed to express their femininity? We've definitely had a lively discussion. Thank you to all the callers. Uh, We had our special guest, Six the Goddess, on author of the Black Woman's Guide to Reclaiming Femininity. Um, She was with us, and then my amazing co-host, Amber Page. Thank you, Queen, for riding with me. Uh, Looks like... um, 
Pat wasn't trying to get back in, so I should be able to get to Shadun. We got a few minutes for all the callers that are out there. You do have to press one. I know that is very unique for a show. You have to press one to let us know you want to get in. I think Shadun is still out there. Maybe she's off too. Okay. I think she must have had to go as well. All right, we'll keep it moving. All right. Um, so are strong black women allowed to express their femininity? Um, I, I, I actually fall in line with some of what they were saying, the last two callers, um, Amber, just from the uh, perspective. And in a sense, you know, obviously, as 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 Calvin said, the idea of being colonized obviously is very common for people to take on, in a sense, the ways of their uh, oppressors, if you will. And so that's an aspect that we struggle with. Um, actually, Pat does want to get back in, so I'm going to get him in. Um, but one thing Pat said okay. that I thought was lovely was the idea of, you know, that in a sense, the, the need for family. When Pat mentioned the idea of culture, and see, that's one thing that goes miss. So in my opinion, one, the, one of the biggest things that goes miss is you can't create culture without family structure because it's in the family structure that you get those examples like we talked about earlier one you know when Tony called in from California talking about having those real life examples and so uh, without getting it inside of family structure and I'm saying not necessarily when I say can't I'm not talking about an individual might can't pick it up I mean we just heard Six the Goddess own personal story of what she had to do to in a sense change her own life but generally speaking collectively all of that starts with home Uh, let me get Pat back in as well. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Pat, we got you back in. King. Thanks for calling back in. Pat, you're live on the air. I think I got your name right. Did I say okay. your name sorry, right correctly, King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, so um, I just wanted to say it was a great show today, and I like everybody who participated. I just wanted to give you your props Yay. for putting this show together. And um, to answer the question, um, black women are allowed. They're just not encouraged to do so. Um, you're, you're allowed to do that. You're just not encouraged. And I think one of the things that kind of the reason why I like this discussion is one of the things that happens is this is a tough subject to, to bring up because mm-hmm. if women have been taught, women and men, I'm not even going to just put it on women, but women and men have been taught a certain way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is when the subject comes up, they, they get defensive because they think that what we're saying is against them, that we're saying right. something negative, that we're saying that they're less than. And I think to women who are listening, we're not saying that you're less than. We're saying that you still have the feminine. It's in you. We're just trying to say bring it out, something that mm. you don't necessarily have. It may take some effort, just like it takes effort for a man to really get in touch with masculine side, really understands what it means to be masculine. For women, mm-hmm. it's already there. And we know it's there. It just has to be brought out. So right. when you hear this, don't get defensive. Just, you know, remember that. No, I love it. That's strong, man. Thank you for getting back in, Pat. Um, that was very much needed. Because one thing I'll say to you is you're absolutely right. 
and, uh, to, you know, because like you said, it's not just the women, if you will. Uh, unfortunately, the, the, unfortunate, the most unfortunate part about this, in a sense, the African-American community specifically in this cycle of, of not being able to, you know, do it naturally and be raised in two-parent homes. You know, I mean, and, and there are plenty, there are those who are, so I don't want to act like none of us are, um, but unfortunately we know that, you know, it's not enough, if you will. And so because that has, in a sense, been normalized, the reality is we now forget that in all cultures, boys have to be trained up into what being a man is like and what that responsibility is like. And so even when we think about, you know, in a sense, um, the hip-hop culture and maybe even boys learning what it's like to, to, in a sense, handle themselves in the streets, a lot of that stuff that you learn in the streets is absolutely the opposite of the responsibility of taking care of a family, which in a lot of cultures, that's what you're – that's what, in a lot of cultures, your manhood is defined by your ability to – take care of a family and 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 in those cultures until you are able to do that or have done that in a sense you're not even considered a man i'm not saying that's exactly what we have to do here but it's something to think about when we realize that the things we will learn on our own or in the streets typically have nothing to do with taking care of not only a woman, but the next generation. And so that's how each generation, in my opinion, goes out here and has to kind of figure it out on their own. Or like Six to God has said, hey, it's time for us to own up to, hey, we messed this thing up collectively. And not, not every individual, but a lot of a lot of us have collectively. And the only way to get it right, in my opinion, and I agree with Six to God, is, is return to the tried and true foundation of family structure. And I'm not even saying what exactly the family structure has to be, but let's admit, for the most part, we're, we're lacking it when I know um, 25% of our black women are married and only 32% of our black men, you know, are married. And I'm not, again, I'm not pointing a finger as an indictment. It's just realizing here's where we are. And in order to accomplish the, even the things we're talking about, it would it, it has to be inside the family. And Pat, that's exactly what you said. So thank you for your thoughts today, King. Thanks for right. having me on, bro. Amber? No, absolutely. Amber, we got about three minutes, so I just want to yes, make sure whatever thoughts you want to get out and, you know, in reference to this, that you, um, you know, get your thoughts out. I know I went on a little dialogue, a little, dialogue, a little monologue there. So, uh, um, you know, your thoughts, no, you know, your I'm thoughts good. to it. I'm good. Great nah, conversation we, today, for sure. Um, Two hours went by way too fast today. <laughs> nah, I can dig it. When it's good, that's how we go. Yep, yeah, right. we got a few minutes left. So, so one thing that didn't come up that I mentioned in the um, in the promotions was the concept of feminine grace. Um, you know, and and and, and it's kind of like what Pat said. The idea of saying, uh, you know, when we're saying these things that we like or seek as a man, we're, we're you know, it's not so much that the you know that the woman has to live up to it, but what we are telling you is, you will get so much more out of us of what you actually want. You know, we'll say you get more with honey than you do with vinegar, and it's not just you know saying that every woman you know is in this manner or whatever. But um, but sometimes it can get you know, the dialogue between a man and woman sometimes can get thrown into well he doesn't respect women or you know that kind of stuff if he's expecting as, as Pat mentioned earlier the woman to be soft 
But Pat, you could hear his passion and how he just wanted to do for that woman just because she chose to talk, you know, and be soft. And again, not saying every woman has to be that way, but we, but when we're yeah. touching it or talking about it, we're just sharing with you what we know works on us. Like I've told sisters this Absolutely. in the past. I says, yeah, like I've told sisters this in the past. I says, um, like some I've heard sisters say, you know, why does why does a a, a, a man in a sense, chase a gold digger, if you will, or whatever. And I said, because she's mastered the concept of appreciation. So I said, and it, it is, it's simply that. My love you, language. You, you, That's you know, my love language. I'm with that. Yeah, if you like Hercules, Hercules, for every little thing we do, you're going to get way more of it. You're going to get way more of it. And I said, and I, and I, when I tell sisters that, I says, and I says, here I am telling you that's what they do, and I still can't stop myself. We chase ourselves like a dog chasing a tail with a whole bunch of appreciation versus dialogue. <laughs> Why you didn't do it that way? Uh, no, just when you get it done the way you want it, go over the top. You're going to get it again. Well, so, so that's where I'm we going to just say this. That femininity thing is, is something that you reference almost daily, which is the black woman is God. It's so Absolutely. powerful when you think about that energy that the callers discussed and referenced, and it's just a thing. You know, so absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. TBWG, the black woman, is God. You right. know, we put Hello? you on that. Yeah, we put you on that pedestal. And, and as Yaya said, the idea of protecting that feminine grace, um, we will die when you we allow us to put you on that pedestal. You know what I mean? Like, like I right. tell it's sisters, like- the idea of the idea of equality, you actually stepping down to our level because we want you on that pedestal to have to protect you. So to be equal to us, and I said, if you see how we treat each other as men, you don't want to be equal to that. We want to be on that pedestal where we're protecting you. So we are at the end well, of this show. Thank you, right. Amber, so much. I'm Go ahead, sorry. Queen. Get your last thought out. No, it's, you're good. Get it out, Queen. It's like, my, it's, it out. It's, like, it's like my miniature schnauzer, Oliver. He is designed. He's a boy dog, and he is designed to protect <laughs> There it is. Sure. Let's do it in. But I, <laughs> hey, but like I say, I think, I think, I think some of us brothers could do a little better. Y'all, a lot of y'all sisters out there stuck with dogs and don't let us brothers get in there and do it for you. But it's all good, Queen. We out of here. Thank y'all. Great show today. We'll see y'all next Saturday. All Bye. I ask is that you think. All right, Queen.